you rub on your skin are classified by the FDA as synthetic. It's not even real soap. Stop marinating your man meat with unholy ingredients that are harmful to your well-being, body, and sperm. Start treating your body to the natural nourishing lavatory goodness of Dr. Swapso. Get ready to step out of the shower feeling alive. That smells really good. Smells like my guy's cologne. <laughs> smells really good, yeah. Really sexy. Oh, that smells really good. I would use it, but like, if a guy smelled like that too, I'd be like, if my man was wearing this, I would be all over it. That smells kind of like being in a forest. I'd use talking about natural, nourishing, cold pressed hand cut soap from men. Go to DrSwatch.com to feel, smell, and shower like this every day. Our soap is handmade here in America using a process that's been perfected over thousands of years. Big soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But first, I'm going to have you leave our competitors. Go ahead and give that a shot. Hydrogenated towel acid, pentaerylic oil, pentasodium, pen pentatate. <laughs> Poor balls. Oh, dry as But not Dr. Squatch. I'm going to go ahead and read out. Dr. Squatch is all natural. Pine tar extract, pine oil, rosemary, cypress, oatmeal, sand, and orange essential oil, sage, lavender essential oil. Sounds a little bit better. I don't need to finish the We use a base of olive oil, coconut oil, and shea butter. Then add exfoliants like sea salt and oatmeal and natural scents like citrus and essential oil. We pour this heavenly mixture into a mold where the saponification takes place. This is the cold process, the foreplay of soap making. Here comes the love. Once ready, the soap is hand cut into bars, scent tested, packaged, given a little pep talk, right to you. You'll feel like our team is made up of strong dead, sensitive lumberjacks, and plot therapists. It is. But James, I like you get dirty. Yeah, you do. You're a man, but don't worry. We've got you. Shampoo every few days for a deep clean and condition daily to rinse away sweat and grime while hydrating your hair. But James, this is two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. No, Mike. It's heresy. Using a two-in-one is like adding water to whiskey to get hammered and hydrated. Or going on a date wearing pants and unzipping your shorts. You want to smell like the forest? Boom. Pine talk. We've got you. You want to smell like the sea? Boom. Nautical sage, we've got you. You want to smell like you just got off a boat in the Caribbean? Boom. Bay rum, we've got you. But don't take my word for it. These bars are bathing in thousands of five-star reviews. Men love our soap because it makes their skin feel less like that and more like this. Smell less like that and more like this. Shower less like that and more like this. This. We know that real soap makes a difference, and with Dr. Swatch, your skin will be healthy. Just ask a quarter of a million men who are already a part of the Swatch Nation. It's good. It smells even better when you put it on your body. You don't need much. It's spray.
why thousands of men are switching to Swatch. Go to DrSwatch.com to treat your skin to real, natural soap. Good people of Atlanta, we must never forget that Anthony Bourdain killed himself. Anthony Bourdain had the greatest job that show business ever produced. This nigga flew around the world and ate delicious meals with outstanding people. That man with that in a luxury suite in France. They say 2000 zero, zero, party over, oops, out of time. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. I know a nigga in high school that was an urban genius. This motherfucker's grades were so good, he got all the way from the hood to an Ivy League school with a full scholarship. From there, the motherfucker got himself into one of the best law schools in the country. And when he was in law school, he met a woman and he fell in love. And they were gonna get married. I remember him telling me about it. He was home for Christmas. And I told him, I said, my man, my man, save that bitch for late in your life. But he's in love. He didn't listen to me. He married her while he was in law school. And sadly, they got divorced while he was in law school. He was a street nigga from the hood. This man had nothing. And that bitch took half of that. And then I just never saw him again for years. And then two years ago, I was home in DC doing some shopping, trying to buy my sons some socks at Foot Locker. I go to Foot Locker, guess who's the manager? Batman, dressed like a referee, the whole shit. This motherfucker is 45 years old. We went out drinking that night just trying to catch up, and, and he told me, he said he's been living with his mother for like 10 years, just trying to get back on his feet. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is, 
Never occurred to this nigga to kill himself. He's alive and well in D.C. I even suggested to him that he should try it out. Like, I don't know, nigga, my bad. Goddamn sick of it. This is the worst time ever to be a celebrity. He's gonna be finished. Everyone's new. Michael Jackson has been dead for 10 years, and this nigga has two new cases. And if you haven't watched that documentary, uh, then I'm begging you, don't watch it. It's fucking gross. I felt like HBO was sticking baby dicks in my ears for four hours straight. Really nasty shit. I want to know all these things. Turns out, uh, Michael Jackson allegedly likes a long gander at the anus. They said he stares at people's buttholes. That's what they said. That's how gross the documentary was. I'm going to say something that I'm not allowed to say. But I gotta be real. I don't believe these motherfuckers. I do not believe them. But let me qualify the statement. I, I am what's known on the streets as a victim blamer. You know what I mean? If somebody come up to me like, Dave, Dave, Chris Brown just beat up Rihanna. I'd be like, well, what did she do? <laughs> Molest the children. Well, what were those kids wearing at the time? I don't think he did it. You know what? Even if he did do it, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, it's Michael Jackson. more than half the people in this room have been molested in their lives. But it wasn't no goddamn Michael Jackson, was it? This kid got his dicks up by the king of pop. All we get is awkward thanksgivings for the rest of our lives. You know how good it must have felt to go to school the next day after that shit? Hey, Billy, how was the weekend? How was my weekend? Michael Jackson sucks my dick! And that was my first sexual experience. If I'm starting here, then sky's the limit. I know it seems harsh, but man, somebody's got to teach these kids there's no such thing as a free trip to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, he's going to want to look at your butthole or something. You know why I don't believe it? You know why I don't believe it? Because Michael Jackson's out here doing all this molesting, then why not Macaulay Culkin? Hmm? 
Macaulay Culkin said in an interview that Michael Jackson never did anything inappropriate with him or even around him. Think about that shit. You know, I'm not a pedophile. But if I was, Macaulay Culkin's the first kid I'm fucking, I'll tell you that right now. be a goddamn hero. Hey, that guy over there fucked the kid from Home Alone. And you know how hard he is to catch. <laughs> My mind is telling me no. Well, okay. R. Kelly is different. Sure, he did that shit. It was bad, okay, so a couple years ago, I was doing a show in Detroit, and I'm sitting backstage in my dressing room, a friend of mine goes by, this chick, Dream Hampton. Dream uh, tells me, right before I'm going on stage, she goes, Dave, we're working on a documentary about R. Kelly. Would you like to be in it? And I was like, nah, bitch, I'm cool. I went on stage, I just forgot about the shit. And then two years later, the documentary comes out, Surviving R. Kelly. And when it comes out, Dream's promoting the shit, and she keeps bringing me up. She said, I asked Dave Chappelle to be in my documentary, and he said it was too hot for TV. Bitch, I did not say that. It does not even sound like how I talk. Oh, that's too hot for TV. I would never say that shit. guys why I wasn't in the documentary. It's a very simple reason, and uh, I cannot stress this point enough. The only reason that I didn't do it was because, and it's very important, I don't know this nigga at all. I don't know anything. I don't know anything that they don't tell me about. I don't hang out with this nigga. Nothing. So what the fuck do I got to be in this documentary for? This guy, uh, Kelly, got another sex tape out now. Can you believe that shit? This guy makes more sex tapes than he does music. He's like the DJ Khaled of sex tapes. Another one. Like, damn, man. It's a lot of tapes. The new one's so bad that they didn't even show it. I've never seen anything like this. The prosecutor in Chicago came out in a press conference and read to the media a transcript of a sex tape. Have you ever heard of such a thing? This nigga read the sex tape. And it was so bad that R. Kelly sounded guilty in the transcripts. It's fucking amazing. 16 times the girl's age was mentioned. Isn't that crazy? This motherfucker was an idiot. He was fucking like, yeah, this is the best 14 year old pussy I've ever had in my life. And she was like, do you like this for you? Like, oh yeah, I love this for I'm like, man, you need to shut the fuck up. You gotta give your lawyer something to work with. You're supposed to be able to take like, this is the best 36-year-old pussy I've ever had in my life. And then your lawyer can be like, your honor, clearly my client thought that this woman was 36. As he mentioned some 16 times in the tape. 
They ain't gonna know he's lying, though. You know what I mean? Everybody knows no such thing as good 36-year-old pussy. Sorry, ladies. I just I got a fucking me too headache. Y'all is killing me right now. It's really fucking tough to watch what's going on. You know, ladies. I said it in my last special. I got a lot of trouble for this. I told you you were right, but the way you're going about it is not going to work. But I'm biased. I said it. Louis C.K. was a very good friend of mine before he died in that terrible masturbation accident. And it was his room. You read the story. He was masturbating in his own room. That's what he's supposed to masturbate. And then he said, hey, everybody, I'm going to pull my dick out. Nobody ran for the door or nothing like that. They all just kind of hung out like, I wonder if this guy's serious. And it came on his own stomach. There it is. What is the threat? Have any women ever seen a guy that just came on his own stomach? This is the least threatening motherfucker the earth has ever seen. All you see is shame in their face and cum dripping down like pancake butter. He didn't do anything that you can call the police for. I dare to try. Call the police for me. Hello, police. Yes, I am. I am on the other line with comedian Louis C.K. And I think he is masturbating while I'm on the phone. You know what the police are going to say to them? Well, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> they ruined this nigga's life, and now he's coming back playing comedy clubs, and they acting like if he's able to do that, that's going to hurt women. What the fuck is your agenda, ladies? Is, is sexism dead? No. In fact, the opposite happened. They said it was going to get worse, and they said I was tone deaf. But eight states, including your state, have passed the most stringent anti-abortion laws this nation has seen since Roe v. Wade.
That's a rough city, man. And the cell phone's out of range. Hold on one second. Hello? Oh, what's up, nigga? Oh. What the fuck? Slow down. What? What the fuck? No! No! Symptoms of a project. A fucking crackhead ran this way. And then, and then another one jumped out of a tree and shit. And then I said, I'll be right back. And left. Took the keys with me, just left. At 3 o'clock in the morning, in front of a project in a fucking limousine. Like a crack kid would come up to the car and look in the window. It was like Jurassic Park and shit. He'd be looking all the time. 
Treat this guy like shit the entire show. They judge him right in his face. Oscar, you are so mean. Isn't it, kids? Yeah, Oscar. You're a grouch. Like, bitch, I look at a fucking trash can. One of the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. Nobody's helping me. Then you wonder why your kids roll up and step over homeless people. Get it together, Grouch. <laughs> get a job, Grouch. So don't even tell me how to get to Sesame Street. That is a terrible place. I wouldn't go there if I knew the way. <laughs> Who would want to live in a neighborhood like that? Fucking six-foot pigeons walking around. <laughs> an elephant that's a junkie. Hyper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Snuffing. Hi, bird. I'm sick. I need some smack bird. The cookie monster with his eyes popping out of his head. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Like, ugh. How the cookies are you talking about? Chocolate chips don't do that to people. And they had the nerve to put a pimp on there. They didn't come out and say he's a pimp, but I know a pimp when I see one. They call him the count. Kind of tape and everything. You just see him, Pimpy. Where does my money? 
You've been late four times, I've been counting. How many times must I smack you before you act right? One, two, two smacks! Hey, so much stuff, there's so much stuff to worry about. You know, the more you know, the more you don't know and shit. You know, like a lot of people be telling me, they, you know, you just gotta relax and racism things bugging me too much. I'm thinking about it. Sometimes shit'll happen. Yeah, there's a lot of black people can relate to this. Have you ever had something happen that was so racist that you didn't even get mad? You're just like, God damn, that was that was racist. <laughs> I mean, so blatant, you're just like, wow. Like, it was like it didn't even happen to me. It was like a fucking movie. That was a, like he was watching Mississippi Burn. Wow. That happened to me. I, I was in Mississippi. I was in Mississippi doing a show, and I go to the restaurant to order some food. And uh, I say to the guy, I say, I would like to have, and the fly would think to myself, he says, the chicken. What the fuck? <laughs> I could not believe it. I not believe that shit. This man was absolutely right. I said, how did he know that I was going to get some chicken? I asked him, I said, how do you know that? How did you know I was going to get some chicken? He looked at me like I was crazy. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Now, everybody knew as soon as you walked to the goddamn door, you're going to get some chicken. It is no secret down here that blacks and chickens are quite fond of one another. <laughs> then I finally understood what he was saying. I got upset. I wasn't even mad. I was just upset. I wasn't ready to hear that shit. All these years, I thought I liked chicken because it was delicious. <laughs> Turns out I'm genetically predisposed to like a chicken. I got no say in the matter. I got ruined chicken for me. I don't get even public. I want, I want somebody to see me and say something. Oh, yeah, you need some chicken. Just like it said in the encyclopedia. <laughs> Look how happy he looks. Sometimes you would be too much material. That show business be crazy. That's where the cultures really collide. Show business bring a lot of races together. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This is one thing that happens that's funny. You know, sometimes I'll be on a business call, right? You know, like with a, with a lawyer or something. You know, my lawyer's be right. Uh, <laughs> like we'll be on a call, right? And they'll be like, oh, "Okay, Dave, we're gonna we're gonna close the deal. Is that fine with you?" I'll be like, "Yeah, that's good for me. Great, great. You have a good weekend, Dave." I'll be like, "All right, you too, man. Peace." So, uh, all right, bye bye. <laughs> I don't know what to say, right? So sometimes, like. <laughs> Sometimes I'll make up shit that's not even slang. Just to see how they handle it and shit. 
Maybe the same goes going. All right, we're going to close the deal. Is that fine with you, babe? Yeah, sounds good to me. Great. You have a good weekend, babe. All right, buddy. Zip it up and zip it out. Oh. All right. Zip it do dog. Bye bye. Sometimes, you know, sometimes raises in one child will bite through a finger. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. It happens very rarely. But when it happens, it is fucking sweet. I'm serious. Sometimes raises have saved my life, man. I was on a plane. I was coming, I was coming from overseas, and uh, I don't know. How this guy got machine gun on the phone? He stood up and he said, Everybody, he's on the fucking ground! Nobody look at my face! I started to freak out. Because he was Chinese, I was like, why is he talking like that? <laughs> he was screaming and crying. I was him and brother on the plane. I, I thought I was going to brother. I looked over and it was one of the black dudes from Nigeria. I looked over and he was looking right in my face. He didn't say two words to me, but took a new time. He didn't need to talk, I don't want to do what he's talking about. I look right back in. <laughs> so my dude's going to try to find the scene to him. We were both seeing the same thing. What we understood was simple. Terrorists don't take black customers. That's the truth. I have yet to see one of us on the news reading the hostage letters. Um, mm. They is treating us good. Uh, we all chilling as shit. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Ray Ray and Big Steve and uh, you're not going to see it. Terrorists are smart. They know what they're doing there. You know. They're terrorists. They know it's black people's bad bargaining chips. They called the White House. Hello? You've got five black. Hello? This is an election year. I'm asking you, why got you don't hear your vote for yet? Don't know, but now you see that? You see what just happened here? Let me tell you something. That is a cultural thing. He knows who he's gonna vote for. He's just not gonna tell me. See, I've noticed that. That is a cultural thing. White people do not like to talk about their political affiliation. It's a secret. You ask why I was going to do it. Hey, Bob, uh, Bob, 
What are you gonna go for? Dang, dang, whoa, 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 They don't like to divulge that information. But the matter for that, black people talk about that shit. Black people will openly talk about politics. Black people will openly talk about beating up politicians and shit. If I see George Bush, I'll kick his motherfucking ass for cutting my medicaid. Yeah, 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 okay, that's really sick. What are you just saying? But there's a reason for that. It matters more for that. It matters more. Black people do. Even when I vote right, which I don't. But, but but even when I like think about like who I would vote for, right? I don't even look at their political policy. I just look at their character. You know what I'm saying now? You gotta read no, I'm serious, you gotta read between the lines. Like, you know, you would be Clinton, and black people like Clinton. You see him on a campaign. I saw one thing on a campaign trail. He actually just picked the black baby up and kicked him. Come here a little bit. Whoa, I was kissing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. He did not hesitate or nothing. You see George Bush Jr., he can Like say I'd never vote for George Bush Jr., but I don't know George Bush Jr.'s politics. One thing I know about George Bush Jr. is that that guy sniffed cocaine. That's right. Now listen, you cannot have that shit in the White House. That might be fine for a mayor, but goddamn it, not in the White House. Selling nuclear secrets for twenty, thirty dollars and shit. To be in meetings, embarrassing America. Come on, sign the treaty, baby. I suck your dick like what the. Mister, Mister President, that is not how we do business here, sir. Stop sucking the ambassador's dick. <laughs> no, let me finish. <laughs> I will sign the treaty. There will be peace in Israel finally. I'd vote for Clinton again if I could. At least it's always been. Now again, I'm not looking at his politics. Don't know what his politics are. I'm just looking at his behavior. I understand that kind of behavior. I know a lot of dudes with them shortcomings. We smoking fornicators. There's a lot of them. I mean, come on now. Let's, let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. Bill Clinton was not the first president to do what he did. Now, now let's just let's let's. Let's think back for a minute. Remember a guy named, named Kennedy? 
Down that Teddy. Remember him? He fucked Marilyn Monroe. Matter of fact, him and his brother Bobby fucked Marilyn Monroe. And history doesn't even talk about that much. You know why history doesn't talk about that much? Because those two pages of history are stuck together. They, they will get it on. They will get it on. I seen the tapes. Remember the tapes you seen on there? She was party, stressing the Bitch, my family's here. Ooh. Clinton did the same thing, but he didn't do it like that. Because it's the year 2000, he's busier than Kennedy was. He's a busy man. Clinton did that kind of thing the way busy men do it. You know what busy men do? They fuck who's close to them. I can tell that's what Clinton was up to. Look, they just shook his head out the office door and said, Oh, boy. Here, here, come here, come here. I'm going to clean this up for my 33rd if you want. Oh, boy. rent increases, and tenants' rights. If you're facing a sudden rent increase, you're probably feeling upset and frustrated. But don't panic. 
It's true that, except in rent-controlled jurisdictions, once the lease providing for a fixed rent expires, tenants can be subject to rent increases by landlords at just about any time. But you still have legal rights, and your landlord still has legal responsibilities. Landlords cannot increase your rent on the basis of illegal discrimination, such as race, veteran status, sex, or religion. It is also illegal to increase your rent in retaliation for exercising any of your legal or contractual rights under the lease agreement, such as requesting reasonable repairs or notifying local government authorities of uninhabitable conditions in your apartment. In fact, tenants can often challenge such illegal rent increases before a court or local rent authority. In those cases, tenants may be able to recover damages, including punitive damages. From the landlord. Each state and even some cities has its own laws and procedural requirements that a landlord must follow to get a rent increase. Some of the laws and rules specify how much the rent may be increased. Others set out the minimum advance notice required. Some jurisdictions even have rules that specify how the notice must be given to you and the information it must contain. Whatever your jurisdiction's rules, however petty they may seem, if your landlord has not precisely followed every one of them, you may have recourse to postpone, modify, or even invalidate a notice of rent increase. Be sure you have all the facts about your situation and keep detailed notes about all communications that you have with your landlord, including in-person, phone, email, and snail mail. If you think your rent increase may be unlawful, or are unsure if your landlord followed the proper procedure in your area, then seek out legal advice from an experienced attorney who represents tenants in your area. There's lots more information on this and 100 other legal topics at freeadvice.com.
Fuck, man. I don't feel 45. Um, I think it's all in the mind. I think it's all in the presence. It's all in how you carry it. Um, so I'm going to go with
bien. Everybody's gonna look. five times while looking in the mirror he appears in the reflection and kills you i would do that who would do that <laughs> well we're still alive let's go You broke the door. This isn't funny. I feel really connected to this neighborhood. LA. Cabri Green. It's a project. I just moved in around the corner. My old candy tracks. I'm an artist. You look like a candy man. Monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't say that. Candyman. this shit here, man. Hey, look, if you came for the meeting, it's over. Everybody left. Yeah, well, we are here for the meeting. Parenthetically. <laughs> What I'm trying to say, man, is uh, I think we're the reason for your meeting. We're your new neighbors. I'm Andre. What's up? This is what you little punks look like up close. Now, Rock, um, listen, he didn't mean that. Just go away and leave it's us cool. alone, it's okay? Cool. It's cool. We just came by to talk.
gotta talk. Edward, what's the matter? I got pulled over by the cops. Did you get a ticket? Well, yeah, but it wasn't my fault. No buts, Edward, I warned you. Now hand over your license. You're not gonna even hear me out? Eddie, what was the ticket for? Failure to signal. I got a ticket once. Did you know the sidewalk isn't a passing lane? <laughs> Eddie, tell us exactly what happened. Okay. I was on my way to a party in Burlington Heights. I was driving along. Me over. Did they ask you for your license and registration? Yeah. Then I asked what the problem was, and one of them told me to shut up. Then he made me get out of the car and lie face down. Then he cuffed me. It's unusual procedure. Unless you provoked it. But I didn't. People were driving by looking at me like I was a criminal, and I didn't even do anything. Son, are you absolutely sure? Dad, the only reason they pulled me over is because I was a black guy in a white neighborhood. Carl, this is frightening. If it happened. Dad! Well, son, you lied about your last speeding ticket. How do I know that you're not doing it again? Do you think I would lie about something like this? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to check it out. I hope you do. Don't worry, Edward, I will. You know what? I thought what I went through tonight was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But I was wrong. Not having my old father believe me is even worse. Fuck the police. Evening, guys. Hello. Hey, I'm uh, Sergeant Carl Winslow. And you Watch this shit. Pissing me off, man. You're annoying as fuck, man. Jealous ass, bitch, man. It's jealous, bro.
Author, I like that. Author, author. Yo, turn off your damn alarm, bro. Ain't nothing going on here. Ain't no fire. Shit, Fuku. It's Thursday morning. You ain't doing shit. Turn off your alarm. <laughs> 